In today's episode, Laura and I will be discussing emotional permanence and how important it is in our lives. Welcome to Who Said You Have To, where we discuss how society dictates to us who we must be and how we must live our lives. In this podcast, we will also help you find ways to choose the life you want to live with no fear or judgment. My name is Laura Schmidt. Tina and I know the things discussed today are not what society has taught us to believe, but I choose to believe in my own ability to see what is truth and what is not truth. My name is Tina Mason, and Laura and I challenge you to join us in believing in your own ability to find your truth, not what society has dictated you must believe to be accepted or loved. The truth is, you are loved exactly as you are, right here, right now. No human is more vital than another. You matter. And you have the free will to walk your own path with no fear and no judgment. We encourage you to have faith in yourself. And remember, who said you have to? So, Laura, what are we discussing today? Emotional permanence. <laughs> How do we get it? How important it is for for everybody to have. Exactly. Nowadays. Exactly. And as uh, I guess we'll start with what is emotional permanence. Go for it. All right. So, yeah. Um, when you when you brought it to me at first, I was like, what? <laughs> what is that? So, what does emotional per, uh, per permanence, what does it look like? Well, it can look like knowing that your partner loves you even when they aren't around or actively showing you affection. And it's very similar uh, in spirit to the term object permanence, which is a developmental stage where, you know, as we're growing up, where we realize that objects still exist, even if we don't see them. You know, for example, like if a ball is hidden under a blanket, we know the ball is there, even though the blanket is covering it. My dog knows it's there. <laughs> My Lanta, she's like, I know it's there. <laughs> she knows She knows where your yarn is, too. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah, and then I've heard, like, um, that's how you, why you teach kids peekaboo. Oh, I had to teach them. uh, That's very smart. Yeah. Yeah. So emotional permanence is knowing that you're, um, that you are loved, even if that person isn't sitting there going, I love you. 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 (laughs) But some people like that or need it. Some people, I think they need that. Yeah. But, um, so, uh, how how do we identify, because, uh, you know, the first way to be able to get over something or to improve on something is to know that we have it. So how do we identify emotional permanence? Yeah, so it um, states that the people who struggle with emotional permanence often experienced unstable relationships in their past that can lead to their insecurity and fear of abandonment. Oof, that one, I've... I've I've experienced some of those. I think we all People have. who yeah. struggle with emotional permanence or experience emotional impermanence also tend to have an anxious attachment style. And, for, and I'm not trying to like toot my horn or I haven't, I've never been one that needed all that reassurance. I don't know why. I, I'm not going to delve into that. But for some reason, the partners that I've had, not currently, thank goodness, <laughs> but in the past have been those attached, needy, Tell me how much you love me, and Constantly. I am, and I am so not the giver of of a <laughs> verbal. This is truth. This uh, is true. Verbal constant reassurance. Like goodness, my partner nowadays knows I love him without me having to repeat it forty five times a day. But I think that um, extremes always tend to find each other, and you are on the extreme side of not needing validation, <laughs> yeah. uh, love, and that kind of thing. You're on the extreme side of that. So um, 
I think that until you kind of got into that space of starting to work on yourself and heal yourself, mm-hmm. either or Lance was just divine intervention. But um, <laughs> but you so you attracted the other extreme, huh. you know, which was that's why those that's, that are very needy. Yeah, and that's why I believe one of the reasons why I did not last with these people. I'm like, I ain't got time to be feeding your <laughs> your neediness and go do your own thing. <laughs> so. I know two extremes. I know <laughs> two extremes, and uh, it's not that one is right or wrong. No. It is just where people are. And if anybody has any thoughts or questions, please feel free to uh, request to be a guest. We'd love to have you on. And, and let me mention, though, yes, correct, uh, where it said that they've experienced something. So, like the 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 men I had been with had all experienced their partner cheating on them, mm. and I'm assuming that's where that attachment and Show me and tell me you love me came from. I'm assuming. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, you know, it's um, one of the things that you said there was uh, really important is that people who struggle uh, with emotional permanence, which is um, so emotional permanence is where we want to be. All right. We want to know that we're loved even when we can't, quote, see it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, the condition of experiencing emotional impermanence is when you do not feel like you are loved unless somebody is consistently saying it to you over Mm -hmm. and over and over. But um, this also leads to a very anxious attachment style. Mm -hmm. Like you were saying, you know, this like just it's it's almost suffocating. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So um, here's how we identify it, though. Yeah. Um, Number one, having a lack of emotional permanence can open you up to the risk of feeling unloved for large chunks of time. Okay, so we're not saying um, my partner gave me a dirty look or hung up without saying goodbye or, you know, um, everybody, I think, feels like that little, like, ass, what's your problem? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We're talking about large chunks of time. Yeah. Okay, not normal human emotion, but just large chunks of time. Um, And it is an absolute breeding ground uh, for issues with romantic relationships, you know, um, particularly if you don't communicate the issues with them. You know, um, for instance, you might end up in an argument about what enough affection looks like and take things personally, um, but they're they're not personal or a lack of ability to handle the conflict or a lack of ability to handle the conflict effectively or healthy, Mm -hmm. um, it is when you feel like you yourself as a human is not enough and then somebody else continuously tells you that you're not doing enough Mm -hmm. to make them feel loved, Mm -hmm. and this goes back to (sighs) can one person fulfill your needs? Yes. Yes, you. Yourself. You. You can fulfill all of your needs, all of your emotional needs. Mm I'm not going to even go into any other area. I'm just going to say your emotional needs, you know. There is good news. What is it? (laughs) Well, there is, um, because it is possible to build a stronger sense of emotional permanence and strengthen, you know, both uh, your self, your sense of self and your relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, It is, but it's really important to understand signs that you may be experiencing the emotional impermanence in the first place. And Laura, what are some of the signs of that? Yeah. I'm just going to reiterate back to uh, self-love, right? Mm-hmm. If you've got this self-love 
you won't. I don't think you'll suffer as much from the emotional impermanence. So definitely work on that. <laughs> yeah, but there self, are self love tends to remove the, the emotional impermanence. Yes, yes. But there are um, three signs that you can look for that you may have lack of emotional permanence. Right. So you need that constant attention to feel important. Mm-hmm. So desiring attention isn't bad, right? Or abnormal. No. We all like to, you know, I like to get up on stage and sing and dance, mm-hmm. right? That's that's desiring attention, I guess, but not in the emotional impermanence way. But um, with emotional impermanence, not having it constantly makes you makes people feel unnecessarily insecure and unloved. Mm-hmm. So as a result, as a result, <laughs> they might ask. About their partner's feelings to make sure they aren't angry or resentful and still love them. That would drive me butts. Are you angry at me? Are you angry at me? Right? Because I hadn't said I loved you in the last. Are you mad minutes. at me? Oh, Are you mad at so. me? Are you mad at? And I mean, it's different if they're exhibiting signs of um, annoyance at you, or if they're exhibiting signs of. Um, yeah, if they express anger, anger. Yeah. or something like that. But if but they're if just sitting on the couch watching TV and then. Yeah, or those those I've heard, you know, and I've seen women do it. Um, you know, will you love me if I get fat, or will you love me? seriously? <laughs> well, get fat, and we'll see. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, is that will you love yourself? Yeah, because as long as you love yourself, you pull love to you. Mm-hmm. So, another sign that you um, have a lack of emotional permanence is. In the down moments, like when you're um, when you're feeling bad, you can't remember ever feeling loved. Yeah, like when you're nobody loves me. Yeah, nobody's ever loved me. You know, uh, you know if your partner isn't showing you affection and you don't feel um, loved in that moment, uh, you cannot remember ever feeling loved at all. Like internally, it can be difficult to remember a, a feeling other than the immediate one that they're experiencing right mm-hmm. then and there. Um, for instance, if anxiety or fear is present is the present emotion being experienced, then it's like they have this inability to recall that they have ever felt joy, um, that it was ever truly present. Mm-hmm. And it is um, it is as if the idea of another emotion is there, but belief that it can't really exist, it's lacking, yeah. you know. Um, and, and I know somebody like that, I mean... <laughs> you know, you're, that's all I had to say. And you're like, <laughs> and it's like, you know, um, no, it's always been that always way. Always been bad. Always, it, yeah. always been bad. Always been. And we call it Eeyore syndrome mm-hmm. in our office um, where everything is half full. Yeah. So yeah. Laura was the third and one. And conflicts feel catastrophic to you. Yeah. That one where mm-hmm. you just had a little argument and it's, it's overboard, right? So it, that's another sign is feeling negative emotions intensely and not be able to, being able to handle problems that arise, right? For them, even a constant, not constant, shut up, even an occasional <laughs> argument, constant, yes. <laughs> an occasional argument, disagreement, or conflict may seem like the end of a relationship. And I've experienced those as well. I, I'd have an argument with somebody and then they're like, okay, let me start packing because we're done. I'm like, oh my goodness. Simmer down. It was an argument. Calm it down. Calm right? it down. Yeah, but I also, I understand well we're going to get into um why right why um some of these things sometimes happen and when you are if you are raised in an environment where love is conditional yeah when you are raised in that space um and there's another episode that we are going to be doing called uh, trauma bonds right yes. how to break trauma bonds 
And that's one of the ways that they get uh, sealed is in that space of being raised in an unconditional or an a conditional. not <laughs> a conditional love yeah. experience. And what ends up happening is that they will connect to the other person who's also being abused. Mm-hmm. You know, you find this a lot being people that are raised by narcissists um, or sociopaths or psychopaths, mm-hmm. you know, um, that they they never learn unconditional love. And so everything being conditional, if I displease you, mm. then I need to pack my things and go. <laughs> yeah. Because you are displeased, therefore, therefore, you know. And let me just, I'm just, we're going to go out there and I'm just going to sh- shout this out there. If you are in a relationship where you are being told that if you do not please your partner 24-7, that you then need to leave, pack your things as quickly as possible and get the hell out. Run. 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 Do not walk. Run. Mm -hmm. Because any human that believes that they should, that all of their needs should 100% be catered to and that your needs are obsolete, not a value, they definitely are not. That's the that is strong narcissistic behavior yeah. right there. And but and you and I you and I have talked about it in the past that we sometimes stayed in relationships thinking, oh, I can help them. I can fix oh, them. I can fix them or I can change them. Well, did they ask for your help? No. Nope. Do they want to change? Nope. Do they want to be fixed? Ninety nine point nine percent of the time, the answer is no. No, so, because the behavior works for them. Yeah. So just go. Yeah. <laughs> so. And and as much as we don't want to believe that we are disposable to them, we are mm-hmm. because uh, they have no desire to change. And when they have and, and we don't have a right to make them. No, we don't have a right Definitely not. to make them change or judge them. We just have a right to say, I don't want that in my space. I, I am more than that, you know, and <clears throat> excuse me. So next we're going to talk about. Um, Three tips for building up your sense of uh, emotional permanence. permanence. So, yeah. Laura, what's so, the first yeah, one? Just talk about it with your partner. Mm-hmm. What do you need, right? Letting your partner know helps them understand what you're going through and what you need. Sometimes it's just a glance or a hold my hand for a second just to give me that reaffirmation versus constant love and attention, right? Mm-hmm. This allows for fact-checking, open dialogue, and the reinforcement of needs being met. So many times, um, you know, I've I've heard this so much from people when they say, you know, um, well, my mate told me that I should know. If you love me, oh, yeah. I should, you should know. know. Yeah. Well, why should I know? Yeah. I mean, unless you are a professional mind reader, which I don't think that's possible. Yeah. Um, of course, you know, I don't discount anything, but I don't <laughs> think that's possible. But unless you're a mind reader. How the hell am I supposed to know? You're supposed to know, for sure. I mean, I know that you hear me say this all the time. I'm not a mind reader. Like, if you do not speak your truth, if you do not tell me what your needs are, I am not a mind reader. Yeah. Nor is it my job to be. Yeah, and just like it says there, just opening that dialogue and and wondering why. Like, I I did not in the past ask any of my uh, boyfriends. why are you so needy or why do you need this? So, What's going so maybe, on? So maybe we change the wording to why are you so needy? Why don't we just. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it felt like to Coffee me. Coffee and wine. Coffee and <laughs> That's wine. That's what it felt like to me. Um, <laughs> I know. I, I understand. But but just, you know, with um, as we're talking about, you know, talking to your mate about it. We, yes. we maybe don't want 
someone. No, to, that was not my advice. That yeah. was my that was my thought, <laughs> okay. right? But I never just clarifying. <laughs> just clarifying. Yeah, don't take my advice on this subject. <laughs> but I I never and they never came to me and say, look, this is why I constantly ask you if you love me or I constantly, you know. Yeah, but society has never taught us that those things are okay, especially if it is a man, a man coming to a woman to, to say, I feel unloved. Society would jump on that mm-hmm. and just railroad them up one side and down the other because yeah. a man is not supposed to have emotions. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> it's ridiculous, yes. but, you know, that's just what society teaches. Yeah, so definitely open that up and maybe they can reassure you. Maybe you can find out why you have that emotional. Hello, amazing listeners. Sorry for the interruption, but Laura and I wanted to ask for your help. There is this cool program that we use called Patreon. When you sign up for Patreon under Who Said You Have To, you will get exclusive gifts from Tina and me. For as little as $5 a month, you can get bonus content, live videos with Laura and me, which coffee and wine. (laughs) Fully clothed. (laughs) As well as an awesome Who Said You Have To sticker. Another way to help us is to subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Reviews are how we grow our listenership. Laura and I love doing this podcast, and we truly appreciate all of your support. Now, back to the show. Well, and that's, and I think that that's the key is that when, you know, uh, and, and either side that you're on, you know, if you're on the side of the if person, you're my extreme, if, if you're Laura <laughs> and they're coming to you and saying, why don't you love me? Um, you know, why do you feel that way? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have I done something to make you feel that way? And, you know, um, if you're on the other side of it and you are feeling unloved and you feel, you know, go to your mate and say, instead of you don't love me, you're not doing enough, you're not, you know, go to them and say, hey, I feel like this. And a big thing that usually happens um, in these type of relationships is that the one who has emotional impermanence that does not have emotional Mm -hmm. permanence will start a fight they will nitpick over something small and and they'll push and push and push and push until the other one gets mad so that one of two things um are they going to come back Mm -hmm. i'm going to push you and push you and push you to see if you're going to come back or for the makeup because you know they always feel they loved during the makeup session. Usually they get you jiggy know. with it, so that's how they oftentimes, felt. Oftentimes, <laughs> oftentimes. So you know it's just really important to. We have a rule at our house of you know if somebody is feeling down on themselves or just not feeling well, having a good day mm-hmm. or whatever, or feeling unloved or whatever. Um, the rule in our house is that we like I tend to I'll go to my husband. Um, my girls will really go to either one of us, but, um, and I'll say, you know, tell me something good about me. And tell me something <laughs> good. <laughs> so, uh, and it's just a way of telling, letting him know, hey, I'm feeling kind of down today. I'm kind of feeling down on myself today. Um, can you give me some reassurance and love? And, you know, without saying, you let the toilet seat up, asshole, you know, and starting a big, huge fight because, I don't want the fight, just the reassurance because I'm having a bad day or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know. Now, if I went to him every single day, he would hurt me probably. (laughs) Um, (laughs) He he would smother me in my sleep, I'm sure. He'd be like, this just needs to end. Right. (laughs) But but there is, uh, Laura's going to tell us about um, another option, though, that is actually... um, 
for those who they're they uh, uh, feel like they're going to their spouse too much to get reassurance or whatever. There is other options. There are. Go to therapy or a support group. Mm-hmm. Back in my day, I would have like, been like poo-poo. Yep. But once you find that community of support, they're pretty life-changing, right? So therapy by yourself or with your partner can be a game-changer for developing stronger emotional permanence and just sometimes witnessing other people feeling it, too, mm-hmm. and why they're feeling it. So during individual or group sessions, partners and therapists can work through these feelings of abandonment and fear, strengthen your relationship, and build a sense of trust. So attending support groups for the symptoms or side effects of emotional impermanence can be helpful. Like, for instance, there's one called a codependent anonymous. So mm-hmm. it's CODA, support group. And, and that is that is vital mm-hmm. because now you have a group of people who all know how you feel. Like yes. they they relate the, on some level, right? They have all they're all experiencing the same thing, and it is it is codependent behavior, mm-hmm. you know. And the the need to have another human in your life to validate who you are, yeah, you know. And, and, and I don't know why this is coming to you, but it's like probably go with your partner, right? So that they can witness. Because it seems to me like, you know, trauma bond, right? Mm -hmm. So you go to the support group that you're the one that needs love and there's somebody else there that needs love. So you're both feeding each other love and then you develop this relationship like, oh, look how much we're feeding each other, how much we love. (laughs) Am I crazy here or no? I mean, Uh, and maybe it's not a spot for this topic, but it seems like bring your your partner to witness so I think that taking your partner to therapy is absolutely fine, and yes. I think that it's actually vital. Yes. Um, but most people who are um, in a space of being codependent, mm-hmm. they they cannot form an attachment to somebody else who's codependent. They need um, they really. Need, yeah, it is. Um, it's you will find it sometimes in um, like drug addicts. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you will find it in that. Um, just because they, um, it's not just the quote trauma bond. Yeah. But this isn't a trauma. No, but but you know going I mean? along that that style of thing, like right. you meet with somebody that has your, the same needs, and then you're like, I mean, how do a lot of relationships begin? Like uh, cheating, you know what I mean? Um, oh, my spouse doesn't give me enough attention, and now you are, you know, and that's right. You sort of get on that ladder and start climbing it, and. Well, and, and we're in no way are we trying to deter you from going no. to a support group no, no, or anything. No, 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 no. But when the the thing is, is that if you bring um, if if you bring your partner to a support group, it's kind of like if I'm um, I used to go to Al-Anon, which was uh, for children of alcoholic mm-hmm. parents, right? Um, and if I would have had my mother sitting there. <laughs> I wouldn't have spoke my truth. True. You know what I'm saying? And so if you're going to a support group for yourself, yeah, I got right? You. I got you. Um, bringing your partner along is um, probably you're you're not going to be able to express, your express truth. yourself. I didn't think about that. And, you know, um, be able to hear the other people that are, you know. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, needy people don't want more needy, needy people. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? It's like, <laughs> it's like, hey, enough about what I think about me. What do you, what do you think, think about me? me? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It would never be over. Exactly. It would be a long so, ass session. Yeah. So anyway, sorry, we got a little bit off topic yeah. there. So, um, and then number three in that is adjust your perspective. Mm-hmm. And this is the one that is 
so uh, helpful. And it says, remember that two things can be true at the same time. For example, your partner can be mad at you and love you simultaneously. Um, partnerships are very complex uh, and each of you can experience different emotions and you can experience many different emotions at one time. And, you know, once more, their feelings aren't always focused on you. You know, reminding yourself of key truths in the moment of doubt and um, having some distance between the two of you doesn't mean that you're being abandoned. It just means that if you aren't feeling it, <clears throat> excuse me, it uh, and just because you don't feel the love doesn't mean it's not there. Mm -hmm. You know, um, just because you feel like, again, I go I, I go back to my own relationship, mm -hmm. right? Because that's the one I know. There are times when my husband and I are having a disagreement and I will say to him, I, I need a minute. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying pack your shit and get out. Yeah. I'm saying I need Just a minute. Just give me a minute. Yes. I need a minute because right now I'm really agitated and I need to get my brain together because I uh, am going to say something I don't mean. Yeah. I'm not abandoning him. I'm not. Um, it's not that I don't love him. The fact that I am asking for some space mm -hmm. tells you that I do love that you him. Care. Yes. That I care about his feelings and his emotions because if I didn't care about that. I'd be like, let her rip. Okay. You want to hear what I have to say? Let me just yes. tell you what I have to say. Yeah. So, um, you know, having, adjusting your perspective and understanding that somebody can be upset with you and love you at the same time. Yes. Somebody can um, love you and not want to be in your space at the same mm -hmm. time. And also, how about if, you know, when you're adjusting that perspective, maybe think about their emotions too. And maybe they're so flustered right now, maybe they need some space. And instead of being focused on, well, but if you want space that makes me feel unloved, focus on um, loving them enough to give them space. Yes. You give know? them what they need at that time. Exactly. Yeah. You're asking for and does, your needs to be met. And so yeah. does this sort of go along with, you know, how sometimes and I, I'm going to say women because I've heard it mostly from them. You know, the man is like, what's going on? She's being silent. And they're like, well, you don't know what don't you know what you did type thing. Oh, and, and then the that. guy has to guess what what they did. And how unhealthy. Very unhealthy. So I guess, you know, and I don't know if that's part of this or not. Well, but that's part of opening I, the conversation. Yeah. Like, it, yeah, that is that is a common issue of, again, you know, believing that they should just know mm -hmm. um, that they should be able to read your mind and that they should just know what's wrong or yeah. what's a, why you're upset or. Well, there's that know. meme that, you know, it's the wife or a lady and a man in bed and the man's facing one way and the woman's the other. And the woman's like, oh, my God, he's probably thinking about that time that I did this, this and this and this. And, and he's mad at me and he's thinking about like. Oh, I'm going to go fishing tomorrow and the weather is not supposed to be good. It has nothing to do with her, but her right. emotional, again, impermanence went back to some random act she did and he doesn't love me anymore. I asked my husband <laughs> one time, I said, you know, um, he was like, you know, we were sitting there and he just had that far away look at everything. And I was like, what are you, this was earlier in our relationship. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I said, what are you thinking about? And he was like, Oh, nothing. And I was like, are you upset with me about something? And he said, if I'm in a faraway place, it's because I'm thinking about boobs. <laughs> well, then he is thinking about you. Hey, there you go. <laughs> well, he said, I'm thinking about boobs or beer. Like, <laughs> honestly, like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that, that that's not even close well, to what I thought was that, going yeah. on. <laughs> and, but, you know, um, because, of course, as a spouse, I'm like, well, you're always thinking about me. 
Yeah. Every moment every of every day. Of day. How could you think of something else? Exactly. So, and while I'm sure I flitter across his mind, I hope that when he's using power tools that, you know, he's focused on that and not on <laughs> me, you know. When I'm in a session with somebody, I hope that I'm not thinking about, you know, oh, I I need to, you know, talk to Terry about this later on today. You know, I'm focused on my client, uh-huh. but it's it's just about changing your perspective and understanding that um, someone that is in a relationship with you is not required to give you everything. No. You should be able to fulfill yourself. A relationship is icing, mm-hmm. not the eggs and butter and flour. <laughs> and all the, all the fillings. So, yeah, and it's one of those, you know, I step back as well if you're being the one told like I don't feel loved I didn't do this in the past right but I, I do it now and and you know Looking step at- back and go okay what what more would they need and, and talk about it like they said because in the past I was just like dude um, Get I told it. you I loved you <laughs> and I had I told you once I said, <laughs> what more do you need sex with you what else do you want <laughs> leave me alone <laughs> oh Laura 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 so, anyway, extreme. I know, extremes. I know, and, and it's changing. But yeah, definitely step back and look at it. Don't, don't be like I was and get on the. You know, I already told you, leave me alone. Just right. figure out what's going on right. if you want your relationship to work. <laughs> so we're going to be wrapping this up here in just a few moments. So if you anybody has would like comments, come come on and be a guest. Please feel free to do so now before we wrap this one up. We are going to be doing um, a couple more podcasts today. today we're trying to catch up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Laura thinks she should go on vacation. How dare I? I don't, how dare you rest and relax I and rejuvenate? Gone, I haven't gone anywhere a long time. So, um, anyways, uh, we're trying to get a couple of episodes ahead so that when Laura's on vacation, and she's also moving, so... <laughs> <sighs> That was her snort, not mine. Yes. <laughs> so, Laura, great talk as always. Yes. And everybody out there, remember you are loved exactly as you are. And love yourself. And love yourself. Peace. If you have suggestions for topics that you would like us to cover or you have a question, please feel free to contact us via email at who said you have to at gmail.com. If you would like to know more about free will healing, Tina or me, visit our website at www.freewillhealing.com. And also, please check the show notes for all of our Who Said You Have To social media links on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, where you can follow or subscribe to get updates for any upcoming events or personal appearances near you. We encourage you to have faith in yourself. And remember, Who who said said you have to? to?